Welcome, everyone, to the Launchpad here in Puckburg, a podcast for the daring, do bad, and good pucktails on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I am your host, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, with another episode of Pucktails. Woohoo! And the you know who on the other end of the woohoo is none other than intern Jenna from Slapshot Sweethearts, sandwiched right here in the middle of Slapshot Sweethearts Week here in Puckburg. How's it going, Jenna? It's going great. Happy to be here. You are the Minnesota Wild Toronto Maple Leafs representative of the Sweethearts, correct? Yes, that is me. All right. So we will have you sandwiched in between Penguins commentary and Bruins commentary. So (laughs) that's a tall order. So (laughs) Uh, some intense fandoms right there. (laughs) So let's let's go back to the beginning. That's where we like to start these episodes of Puck Tales. What about the game of hockey stood out to you to where you decided, you know what, I think I'm going to be a fan of this sport going forward? That's a good question. I think for me, because I grew up in Minnesota, that's how I became a Minnesota Wild fan. I mean, they're notoriously the state of hockey, so I don't think it was necessarily ever a conscious decision for me um I've certainly met a lot of people who become fans later in life but growing up around hockey I have an older brother who he played my whole childhood um I so I wanted to follow in his footsteps so I tried to play hockey for a couple years um I was on a team where I think there was one other girl I was super young and my dad tells stories of like I'll be on the bench and all the guys were shoving like trying to budge and whatever and I just like stuck my hand out like the whole my spot um but after a couple of years I wasn't super sold on it wanted to try out basketball one of my biggest regrets in life <laughs> I didn't end up playing throughout my childhood but hockey was always a big thing with my family um, we would go to wild games um, I would be at my brother's tournaments they would I would say they bribed me with like the bad hot chocolate from the <laughs> session stand and then the family camera. Cause I got super into, that's how I got into sports photography was taking really bad pictures of my brother playing hockey. <laughs> um, I look back and I'm like, wow, that no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you got to start somewhere. Yes. You got to start somewhere. So I feel like my whole life hockey has always been a part of it, but once I finally got to high school and I started thinking about my future and what I wanted, I really started seeing hockey as a bigger part of my life as something I wanted to be involved in professionally. Um, And now I'm studying PR and journalism to hope to go into work in the NHL one day. Um, This is my summer internship uh, at Slapshot Sweethearts at the Belly Up podcast network so yeah well when it comes to growing up in the state of hockey we um and playing um on like a 
male dominated um, hockey team. We had a guest on a couple weeks ago. Uh, she goes by Teeny Tindy, uh, Coach Callie. Um, she grew up with a similar story. Um, what was that like? What was that? Um, how was it trying to make your way onto the ice on a, a male dominated team? Um, I will say for me, because I really play, I was super young and it was, it was like the kind of team where you don't actually have games. Like everyone's just trying to not fall over essentially. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I do remember it being kind of intimidating and there were days that I didn't want to go to practice because, you know, at that age, it really mattered that I was yeah. one of two girls there. And the other girl there, I remember she had like pink tape on her stick and pink like helmet or something and at the time I was not about that which <laughs> really I we should have teamed up or something but I it was tough and I think that's one of the reasons that I didn't end up playing growing up is because I didn't feel like I fit in on that first team um, and I know plenty of girls who have they really stuck through it and ended up playing on boys teams for a long time and it's it can be lonely yeah yeah and i guess also being in minnesota where it's just kind of the quote-unquote state of hockey um it's just kind of like the thing you do was there anything that you would like push yourself through like how did you push yourself into those moments like where you just didn't want to play didn't want to put up with that grind and um what was the thing that you told yourself to get yourself out on the ice was it just like what you did because it's minnesota and or the state of um, hockey or I mean I'm gonna be real with you like when, when I play hockey I want to emphasize I was in like second grade like I well <laughs> like even still like I can remember like being on teams like even at a young age and like not really knowing I just know I liked watching the sport I know mm -hmm. I like being involved in the sport but when it came to participating in the sport like those those rough times where you just wanted to give up like even yeah. even at a young age what was there anything that you used to like power through with and what about the game brought you back I mean so I guess what really made me kind of try it out in the first place was that my brother played and being the younger sister I really just wanted to do everything that he did um, and that kind of continued through our childhood so that was kind of the deciding factor I also have always been a fan of goalies. So that was like my dream was to, because no one was a goalie at that age. Like yeah. you were just trying to survive out there. So <laughs> I was like, if I stick through this, then maybe one day I'll get to be a goalie. Yeah. Um, but I didn't stick through it. But I think what made me kind of come back to the sport was figuring out how to love the sport on my own terms. Like I think, as a young girl, it was pretty, you know, hockey can be very intimidating. Yeah. People, there's a lot with hockey fandom where people really want more people to like hockey. But then when somebody new comes into the fandom, they're like, oh, not you. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, I did have the advantage of being from Minnesota and having that be a part of my life. But I spent a bit of my life, you know, getting dragged to tournaments. I didn't want to be there. I didn't watch games in my free time. And then once I got to high school, I kind of decided I don't have to like hockey in the same way that everyone 
you know, wants me to like it. I don't have to play if I don't want to, I don't have to, you know, at that point I started getting into it from more of a photography standpoint, from more of a writing standpoint, I started working for, um, this now, uh, non-operational company called Hearts of Hockey. And it was um, all women run publication, which I've had, uh, I've been fortunate enough to work for several of those within hockey. Um, and I mean, I was a high school student. I worked the NWHL all-star game and I worked an AHL game, which ended up being my, like, it ended up being the story behind my kind of entrance exam to college. Like it, these were big events in my high school career that really wouldn't have been possible if I hadn't decided to go back into hockey and really give it my all and figure out what role I wanted it to have in my life. Yeah, that's and see like that's incredible. Like I love the stories of people that love the game and find their place in it. Like there you, you don't have to be just a fan or just a player. There are so many different levels like those who get in the management and the photography and the the digital media side of things, they know how to grow the game. And I just, I love that even though like playing the game, just, you didn't feel like that was your place. You found your place eventually. And you like kind of brought your two loves together and that's incredible. And working at NWHL and HL game, primo chef's kiss. That's incredible (laughs) stuff. Yeah, it was, I felt pretty cool. I remember, um, when I went to the press box, I was, it was a Roxford Ice Hogs game, Rockford Ice Hogs game. I went to the press box and, you know, the like guy there working with the media was talking to me and he was asking me questions. I was like, oh yeah, I live in Minneapolis. He was like, for your whole life. And I was like, yeah, for my whole life, like I'm 16. <laughs> like, <laughs> What else? And I think it, it just kind of shocked him, which kind of was a moment where I was like, wow, like what I'm doing is cool. You know, I'm, there before the game, the players are haphazardly trying to warm up in the stands because it's the AHL and it makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, and I mean, I'm fortunate enough that I did get to have a second chance to play. I know a lot of people, it's hard to go back into a sport or to start a sport as an adult. Um, But once I got into Boston University where I go to school now, they have a women's club team that reached out to me I was like, you know, I really can't skate that well. And they're like, we don't care. Um, I was like, all right, that's on you. (laughs) And so I joined my freshman year and I have, I mean, that's been a huge part of my college experience as well as working with the D1 teams there, because I mean, I have this amazing moment that I will cherish forever. And there's a photo of it. And I'm so glad I obviously didn't get much ice time during games, which understandable. <laughs> um, but we played a game against Harvard on parents weekend. So my parents came out to Boston and it was kind of like one of the first times seeing me after sending me off to college on the East coast. And they came to this game and they were not expecting much. And the one thing about playing Harvard is their program is a little bit they, when we play them, we send them some of our players to play. It's it's, it's just a scrimmage pretty much. And they have a, they have a goalie who's like a male grad student. It's, Mm -hmm. it's basically like beer league out there when we play Harvard. (laughs) So I actually got time on the ice, 
and I scored not just my first, but also my second ever goal. That's my parents awesome. were there. There's an awesome photo of it. And I feel so fortunate to have gotten a second chance to find my spot on the ice and find a team that is the most welcoming and inviting environment imaginable. Man, that is incredible. On parents night too, that's just, that is the bee's knees, if you will. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so you mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, you're a Minnesota wild fan and Toronto Maple Leafs fan. We assume we know why it's Minnesota wild. Yes. What about the Leafs stood out to you? Um, when it came to your fandom? Honestly, I think finding the Leafs was a big part of me getting back into hockey. And there's a really odd story. So I went to a wild Blackhawks game with a friend and her family in high school. And this was that time where I was, you know, I was into hockey, but it wasn't my whole world Mm -hmm. again, you know? And I, we went to this game. I'm pretty sure the wild lost because that's what they do. (laughs) And I remember getting into the car with her family and I'm on my phone. And of all things, I opened Tumblr because it was still a thing back then. I know, (laughs) but it was popular. And I saw that the Toronto Maple Leafs were trending on Tumblr, which I was like, why, why? (laughs) Like, what could they possibly be trending for on Tumblr? Like, this is not where sports people go. You know, I'm on there for like book fandom, nerdy stuff like that. And I just clicked on it and there's all these posts showing, you know, this is Austin Matthews rookie year. This is Mitch Marner. They've got all these fun players. And I thought, you know, that's the kind of hockey that I want to watch. The wild suck right now. Your words, not mine. (laughs) But uh They had, they were having a time. (laughs) So I started watching Leafs, you know, whenever the Leafs games were nationally televised, I would turn them on and I would learn more about their players. Like I started liking the team dynamic that they had and just the history they had with the team. I was just enamored with the whole thing because Minnesotans love hockey in a very different way because like Hockey is ingrained in the culture, yes, but there's also a side of Minnesota. Like, people either love hockey or they know nothing about it and they just avoid it. And I think it doesn't help that the Wild are technically a pretty new team in the Mm -hmm. league. Like, there's not a lot of history there. And then if you get into the North Stars, is that their history? No, it's not. It gets complicated. So the Leafs just had all this history and all this. It just what opened my eyes to this whole new world of hockey and what it, what, you know, different sides of the fandom were. I will admit I did. I don't know why I picked the leaves. They have literally, they happen to be trending on Tumblr. Like (laughs) it could have, it could have been any team, but I, I picked them and I stuck it out and now I suffer with them. (laughs) (laughs) And, and I could completely understand that. Like, especially with Mitch Marner and Austin Matthews and that young, that young movement, like making hockey cool again and more relatable. Yeah. Like at that point, like the wild are getting better at this, but for most of my life, the wild have have not had prospects. Like they've never had young guys. They just trade old guys for different old guys. Like they, they at that point 
were like the oldest team in the league. Yeah. So it was like, yeah, like I love these guys. Like they've been here forever. Like look at Koivu, like he's so grumpy, but <laughs> that only works so much. Like I, my favorite player ever in watching hockey is Mitch Marner. And I know that he's getting a lot of hate recently about playoff production. And I don't really have any comments on that, but I just like the new style hockey that he represents and people, you know, there's the whole debate of how much smaller can hockey players get, you know, is it really safe? All that, but he's so fast and he's so skilled and it's fun to watch. Yeah. And I, I completely get those same feelings when it comes to like Johnny Gerdeau up in uh, Calgary, like that small, quick, and like, he's fun on and off the ice. Like he's always like, you don't see that a lot with NHL players. And like, I think, Austin and Mitch and Johnny Hockey were those first that were really like noticeable off the ice and had like social media presence in a way. Yeah, yeah. And you're starting to see that more with young players. And I mean, other sports, it's so common for players to have their own kind of brand, to have social media presence. In hockey, it's just really not there. And like, I like the wild even like some of the teams just didn't have solid social media presence yeah and I'm someone like I want to work in social media so if a team has bad social media like I'm not interested like I'm not going to follow yep so you know seeing all of the like videos that the Leafs post they're just silly videos I mean remember that year they had a video it was all the rookies going to like a Christmas market and they're on like a Ferris wheel, just messing around. Like it's that kind of stuff that, no, it doesn't have anything to do with the hockey. It doesn't, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with the wins or the losses or the stats or all that background stuff. But that's not what I want as a fan, really. Yeah. And I completely, I completely understand that. Like, and I think that's something that a lot of people listening to this episode need to understand. Like, I know there's a lot of like the old heads that just don't understand that kind of stuff, but that's what, that's the kind of stuff that needs to happen with today's game to translate to this newer generation and to grow the game. Like these players need to feel human in a way. And I think that Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, Johnny hockey um, and what Tampa's doing now with their uh, Stanley cup celebrations, like boat to boat back to back, Um, just making it more human and relatable. I think that's what the NHL needs to do going forward because it translates and resonates with fans like you. So I completely understand where you're coming from there. And we're talking about your fandom and how you view it through that because that's what you're going into is the marketing and like the, the social aspects of things. What, and you mentioned you're an intern with Slapshot Sweethearts. Talk to me about that aspect. How is it working with the sweethearts? Don't worry, we won't tell them what to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like this podcast will be published. No, no, I don't think we're on that network with them either, so we don't have to say anything. <laughs> I know. Well, I mean, so working with the sweethearts was actually a bit unexpected. Um, I was looking for something to do in the summer, hopefully with sports, but honestly with COVID it's been, it was pretty difficult finding things. A lot of places weren't doing internships or were doing limited programs. There just wasn't as much out there as I was hoping. Um, And a lot of them had 
requirements, you know, they wanted you to be a, a graduate with like three years professional experience. And I'm like, well, I don't have that. So on a whim, I saw a posting by Belly Up. I applied, it seemed, you know, pretty chill. So I could, you know, do it remotely, be at my parents' house in Houston and spend time with family after my sophomore year, which is pretty stressful just with being on campus and COVID and everything, um, but still get to work in sports. And I ended up getting paired with Slapshot Sweethearts, Meg and Shan, and we just kind of hit the ground running. Um, they're a pretty new podcast, so pretty much anything goes. Like I, what I love so much about this internship is it's not like I'm sitting at the computer from whatever, a nine to five. I don't, Yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, I'll get a random message saying, Hey, can you make a graphic for this thing? Just, and I'll just run with an idea or I'll see something, you know, a notification from the athletic. And I'll be like, that would be a great, like, let's do something about that player or just seeing stuff on Twitter and going like, what if what if we did this like you know we've talked about we're trying to start our TikTok in the off season we're starting to move from doing our playoff coverage which was a great experience for me um very overwhelming but I love joining the streams and seeing what that side was all about um but now we're transitioning more into kind of recorded interviews so I'm I'm getting really really good background into the whole sports industry which I've had a peek into working at BU with the hockey teams there um but I just it's been kind of an unexpected experience and I'm sad that it has to end when I go back to school because I have a job and responsibilities and a team to play for but it's it's been a great experience this summer I'm really glad to have it and I, I think that's where I was introduced to you for the first time was those playoff live streams where you hopped on one and they introduced intern Jenna and everybody uh, got to know intern Jenna during those playoff live streams. And um, absolutely, if you guys get the chance, you need to go back and check those out. Um, those were absolutely a blast. And um, if this is your first time hearing about Slapshot Sweethearts, absolutely go give them a like and a follow. And before we wrap this up, Jenna, tell everybody listening how they can find you and how they can find the Sweethearts. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> um, well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter with my bad sports takes and my hockey photography. My Twitter is at Jenna Vansickle and my Instagram is Jenna.Vansickle. Um Hopefully you can find those. I have my own college hockey podcast, which should be starting back up when the, probably in August or when the school year starts back up, which is coast to coast college hockey. Um, it's really low key, but if you like college hockey, feel free to give it a follow on Spotify or wherever. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Slapshot Sweethearts, you can find them on Twitter. You can find them on Instagram. The Twitter is ssweetheartspod. And the Instagram is Slapshot Sweethearts. Um, lots of the graphics that get posted on the Instagram are made by me. So go give them a like. Say Intern Jenna sent you. <laughs> um, yep. Yeah. And hey, before we wrap up, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. And I'm glad everybody gets to 
get a peek at the inside of the inside life of intern Jenna that pops up on the live stream and behind <laughs> all the, the super sick graphics. Uh, you do a fantastic job. And um, I know that they are happy to have you on board and you have done just fantastic work. So I wanted to say that in this episode. So it's documented forever. <laughs> Oh, thank you. And thank you for having me. Oh, it was an absolute honor. And if, um, if this is your first time either hearing about the Sweethearts or even here in Puckburg, you can also find us on Twitter at HPuckburg. You can find us on Instagram at here underscore in underscore Puckburg. We have a Facebook. And if you would like to come on and tell your own Puck tale, you can email me at here in Puckburg podcast at bellyupsports.com. So Jenna, Again, thank you so much for coming on. And everyone else, thank you so much for stopping by here in Puckburg.